if you've ever struggled with feeling like you're doing life wrong simply because you're the one doing it, then this episode is for you. Welcome to your social anxiety bestie. I'm Sadie, and I'm here to share the truth about what it's like to live with social anxiety disorder. I was diagnosed with severe social anxiety and perfectionism in 2018, and since then I've been nerding out on all things anxiety and healing. My goal is to help you feel less alone and give you tips to face your own social fears wherever you are on your journey. I hope today's episode reminds you that even though social anxiety is lonely, you are not alone. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back. So this uh, this episode is called Other People Aren't Perfect Either, which is one of the biggest lessons I've had to digest on my healing journey, and I'm still working on it. I still catch myself. But before we jump in, I wanted to let you know that I don't know if you remember, a little while back, I had made free desktop and mobile backgrounds um, just on my website. You didn't have to sign up. It was totally free, no strings attached, just a gift. And I think it was like just show up was in the background. And then on top it said, show up scared, show up imperfect, just show up. So those are still there, but I have new ones that I just put up this week that I wanted to tell you about. This one in the background, it says besties, because that's you guys. And then on top it says, less alone than we think, so much stronger than we know. And there's a desktop version and a mobile version, and you can find it at yoursocialanxietybestie.com slash bestiegifts. And as a super special listener perk, if you would like, I would be super happy to change the word besties to your name. I've done that for one person so far, and she liked it. So just let me know. Send me an email, sadie at yoursocialanxietybestie.com, or send me a DM on Instagram. Okay, so now we're going to jump into it. Today, I want to talk about one of the core beliefs that I've had to overcome on my healing journey and that I'm still working on. And that's the belief that I'm doing life wrong simply because I'm me and that other people are doing life right simply because they are them or more specifically, simply because they are not me. It sounds very self-centered. It might be, but in a bad way. Subconsciously, I think I've in the past, I would rationalize my anxious thoughts and feelings by thinking that the reason I was anxious is that I was doing something wrong. Or the reason I felt bad is that I was just, I was wrong. I was, whatever it was, I was doing it wrong. And that's why I felt anxious. That's why I felt bad. Or I would think that my anxiety was there because it meant that something really was wrong and needed fixing by me specifically. And I think this ties in with low self-esteem too. Um, Because if you struggle with low self-esteem, then how you feel about yourself is, is very highly impacted by how you feel in any given situation. So if you're in a tough situation where you make a mistake, let's say, then that takes on way more meaning. It's, it, it gets all wrapped in with, with low self-esteem and self-worth. So that is something I've struggled with. 
And for a long time, I, I sort of thought that everyone else was a textbook perfect human because I thought that that, that I thought that that was a thing. When I first became a mom, for example, I read all the parenting books with all their advice, and I assumed that everyone else had already succeeded in implementing all the advice. Or I guess rather, I, I figured that there was a book out with all this advice, which meant that the which meant that the advice was achievable, and that all the other moms who'd read the book were having an easier time implementing all the advice than I was because I'm me. And anytime I would deviate from the advice or fall short, my self-esteem would take yet another huge hit, which I super did not need in the postpartum period, which was hard. But it wasn't just about parenting. It was about relationships, freelancing, everything. If something had a textbook standard for it, I just assumed everyone else was meeting the standard and I was falling short because I was stupid, lazy, whatever. I didn't believe in my inherent worth and competence and goodness. I felt like I felt like because I have no idea how to do anything, I need a map. I need a map for how to be a good mother and a good human. But every map I tried made me feel worse. That's the vicious cycle. Today, I know that those kinds of books, those maps, they exist because no one is perfect. The advice and the tips are there as guides, as aspirations, as inspiration. And that the real truth is that goals and growth are not about perfectly hitting a textbook target. They're just about knowing which direction to shoot in. They show you ways forward. And there are many ways to be a good human and a good mom. There are many versions of a happy, fulfilled life. I think we're way too quick to overestimate how perfect other people are while underestimating our own worth. Feeling anxious doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing something wrong or that something is wrong around you. It doesn't mean you have to do anything to fix or police the situation. And healing, progress, recovery, whatever you want to call it, it's not about finally reaching some perfect fantasy version of yourself. It's about learning how to accept yourself as a whole package. I couldn't truly heal until I shed the belief that I was bad until better or that I was broken until fixed. I actually had a huge aha moment uh, this past week when I read something written by my friend Megan from Healing Unscripted. I talk about her a lot, but I'm very excited to tease that perhaps you guys will be meeting her on here shortly. Anyway, she said, we don't need fixing. We need healing. And I love that. You're not broken. You might be hurting, but you're not broken. You don't need fixing. You need healing. So let this be your gentle reminder that no one is perfect and that we're all just trying our best. Let that knowledge unite us in compassion for ourselves and each other. We love our friends, even though they're not perfect. I think it's time to love our own imperfect selves too. Social anxiety and all. That's it. Just a quickie. 
I hope you'll stick around after the outro because I want to tell you about my perfectionism therapy. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and I hope you found it helpful. Anxiety thrives on avoidance, and we can take back our power by just showing up like you did today. Remember that you're probably underestimating how strong and wonderful you are, and you're probably overestimating how perfect and put together other people are. So show up scared. Show up imperfect. Just show up. And while you're at it, come find me on Instagram at your social anxiety bestie so we can be awkward together. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Okay, so perfectionism therapy was awesome. Super interesting. Less stressful than social anxiety therapy. Social anxiety therapy was stressful, I think, because, well, for lots of reasons. One of them was that it was in person, whereas this is virtual now because pandemic. Um, Social anxiety was also my first therapy that I'd ever done, and I hadn't taken social anxiety therapy before, so my social anxiety was a lot stronger than it is now. So all of that to say that the perfectionism therapy has gotten off to a very easy start. And um, there's a lot, tons that I learned. I did talk about it on my Instagram stories. I think I'm going to try to do that every day after therapy. Just pop on to my stories and share a couple of things that I learned. So I don't want to make this outro too long. But one interesting thing I learned is that there's three different types of perfectionism, which I didn't know. Um, There's one type of perfectionism called self-oriented. And that's about... It means you have very high standards for yourself. There's a second type called other-oriented, and that means you have very high standards for other people. And then there's socially prescribed perfectionism, and that's believing that other people have very high standards for you. So I identify very strongly with self-oriented and socially prescribed, which I think is not surprising considering I have social anxiety. Um, I feel like if you have social anxiety where you're worried about other people's perceptions of you, it would make sense that, or not it would make sense necessarily, but I can see how that would morph into or include believing that other people have high standards for you. Like there's these standards that I have to meet in order for people to find me tolerable as a human in their lives. Oh, perfectionism. Um, But I don't identify at all with other oriented, with holding very high standards for other people. Um, I think it's a combination of not being assertive. Like I I would tend to go to the other extreme and not hold any standards. Um, Yeah, I I don't identify with that one at all. I think, yeah, the other thing I was going to say is that I, I, I tend to have more empathy and compassion for other people than for myself. Let me rephrase that. I have tended to have more compassion and empathy for others than myself, but I'm getting a lot better. Anyway, that's that. Um, There's going to be so much in this program. I don't even know. I feel like I could do a whole mini series just on perfectionism. But I'll leave it here for now. Um, I will catch you next time. Bye.